What's up, y'all? This is your host with the most. So have a toast. Leader Johnson, man. Finally, the sports, and we are here to talk about the fight. Yes. Got some um, Villanova things to go over. This is like a special mesh of Villanova radio and the fight. Listen, first off, first at the top, I'm surprised, man. I'm surprised. That's crazy. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a winner or a loser, and either one of them could win. That's that's my thought coming to the fight, but I did not expect one or the other to dominate, and Crawford dominated. And, and, and listen, before this fight came in, I picked Crawford because I just said that this guy is a different animal. Different animal, man. Um, and Spence, seeing Spence, Spence is good. Spence has been doing his thing. Um, but, and then looking at the fighters he fought from Khan to Brooks to, um, Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. Terrence Crawford proved his stuff against some elite fighters. It's just, Crawford's just that guy. And pretty soon, this is going to be, he's he's the one guy that could challenge to beat Floyd Mayweather's record. I think he has the the skill and the, and the I think he, I think he has it. Um, so this is one guy to look at who could beat Floyd Mayweather's record. I mean, you're looking at a guy that can box. I mean, he's becoming, I already felt like he was my favorite welterweight, but as of right now, him and Javante Davis are my top two fighters, man. They're just... And, and to break down this fight, the first round could have went anyway to me. I just think that they both were trying to side each other up, see what game plan was going. they were going to go into the fight with first. And um, after the second round, it just looked like it's something I didn't think was happening. But it happened in the second round, and I didn't think it was happening. His face was red, and I was just like, maybe it's just, you know, I mean, punching. You get in the face, stuff happens. And, and then he's lighter, it's going to show. But that redness carried all the way to the, to the third round. And I said, at the end of the third round, I said, his face is still red. Then the fourth round comes, and I was just like, if he keeps beating this guy like this, he's not going to last the sixth round. And, you know, Spence was hanging in there. And a lot of people was like, why they stopped the fight? Right. Listen, this the referee's job. It's up to Spence to convince the referee not to stop the fight and let him keep fighting. You know, things have happened too much in, in, in boxing and, you know, just like any physical sport, probably not UFC. They're trying to limit the long-term damage, you know, and some stuff I feel like is too much what they did to football. So if, if you feel like you didn't want to fight, stop. I, I dig you. You never want, you want to see the whole thing. But to to be honest, after six rounds, it was five to one. And I said, okay. He still has a, a chance, even if they tie, you know, they could, they could possibly tie. But okay, so that's six rounds. 
Okay, then after he won the sixth round, I said the, the uh, after he won the sixth round, I said, "Oh man, if he wins this round, this is over because there's no way he can come back unless he gets a knockout. You're looking for a draw or a knockout. You know, at, the, at this time, after you get your sixth win, and that's after seven rounds, and he already has one win. He has one round, the first round. So you're talking about in the se- after the seventh round, it's six to one. So now he has to win five rounds in a row to just at least get a draw." Or he has to knock him out. After that, after the um, after the seventh round, he was just like, "What are we watching this for?" Because he has to knock him out. Not even a decision could do it. It was just crazy. It's, it, it was, and then, and then on top of that, just on top of that, just on top of that, they stopped the fight. It's new money for Crawford. That was that's, that'll always be remembered in Spence's career no matter if he doesn't lose another one this one and then it was by a great fighter I mean Crawford has beat some of the best so Spence is a great fighter he's an elite fighter it's just Crawford is that good and I think people now recognize it because this was the Apollo Creed or this you know this this was what do you say the Apollo Creed of the the, the guy they felt like was better than Rocky you know and he got, oh, it was crazy. And and then really, I was looking for a good fight. I, I, I thought even though I picked Crawford, whoever won, this is a good fight. But man, it didn't, it didn't look like that. It was so one-sided. I got friends who mad, just totally upset. Like, why did it go that way? They love Spence so much. And he's still a good fighter. You don't go away from Spence, but that's just how good Crawford is, people. And Jerron Ennis is next. Look, Jerron Ennis wanted, and from Philly, an elite fighter, another guy who who he's good. That could be different than Spence, or could it? Or is Crawford that good? Because Ennis knocks people out, just like Spence did. Spence knocked twenty-two out of twenty-eight fights. That's knockout king material. Thirty and thirty-three fights, knock out life. That's Crawford. Crawford knocking people out, senseless. And then this one was like, they like, stopped the fight. Another elite fighter. Crazy man, that was just unbelievably crazy. When we come back, man. We talk more Villanova. When we come back here on Follow Leader, man. Follow me, follow me, follow me in the flow, flow in the flow. Just like a photo, just like a photo. Some everlasting, some everlasting. So I can take a phrase as well as her. Now it's a daily word, now it's a daily word. Ill and normal, ill and normal. Rock him on the main call, him on the main call. Fill our feet, fill our feet. Satellite, not even a satellite. 
so keep staring soon. The sun will see the star. You better follow it, cause it's the all. This is a lesson if you're guessing. If you're following every step, light up. Follow it, follow it. To follow leader sportsman, Villanova Radio, mess with the fight. Now listen to this, man. Jaleel Bathia, top five. We're talking about Kansas, Syracuse, Alabama, Miami, Villanova. Top five, man. I got um I got word. I'm talking to Jaleel now, contact, and we'll be getting this article out and getting news out, giving y'all what y'all need. This He's just got better and better, man. Archbishop Wood, it just kind of proves uh, how they develop talent, especially the guard position. And um, this is interesting, you know, because, you know, who's to say Duke of Kentucky couldn't get involved? And then those are always now with Jay Wright going, the ultimate game changer, but it's not the ultimate ultimate because people know, you know, Kentucky is a brand, but relationships are more bigger than ever now you know that you know you can go to any school and you can be picked and drafted you know but some some do make sense but typically on this top five Alabama has been the league Kansas is always a name and you see Miami and Syracuse have been involved lately in a lot of different um Big prospects lately. Lately, making big pushes. Isaiah Wong was a guy that Miami got before. Don't, don't forget Lonnie Walker, especially coming from the Pennsylvania area. So they do they do good in that. Syracuse are uh, always involved in, in the tri-state prospects. But Kansas with Bill Self and looking at how Alabama has this, been a very good program, it's something to look at. But Villanova is on the rise. And not to mention, Archbishop Wood is a legacy school with Villanova. This is going to be, it's always Kansas, Kansas, Alabama is Villanova's, you know, Villanova's so respected. You, you're talking about a, a school that just came off such a classic run and put themselves in a situation. You think that puts prospects away from Nova? And then when you put your word out there, you know that Neptune and Howard have been involved with their organization for a long time. Anderson and Nardi name is popular and that program in so many ways, it's it's so many checks. It checks off so many. So they're there. It has to be a, a three-year, you know, for, for a program like that, three years losing. But the real deal is the competition is Kansas and Alabama. That's big. You know, of course, all those schools are big on them, but those are the schools. You're looking at a, a guy like Bethia, that would do wonders for Kansas, Alabama. And, you know, the fact that Alabama loves to get the guards like Davison and Quinterly, they love to get there. They recruited Burnett one year. They love to have good guards. But Villanova is guard you. Um, and my personal, looking at all those, it's Kansas and Nova, looking at the two schools. You know, Miami always ends up hitting a, a tournament and Syracuse is getting better and better, you know, but Kansas and Nova... Just knowing what Nova got this year as far as talent and how they were able to do it. They're going to be a different team. 
after this year, you're going to see Villanova really hit it hard in 2025 and 2024. Um, 2025 especially. Nova's going to be, this team's just too good. And we'll talk about that. Um, Sir Muhammad, Sir Muhammad has, you know, Marquette, Oklahoma, Penn State, Stanford, Nova, Tech. Now, looking at the Big East schools, it's something to look at the Big East schools, my man. I mean, looking at Marquette and Nova, but Virginia Tech is always a, a school that kind of sneaks in there, but that's not the school you got to worry about. Penn State is one, and no no question if you're looking at um, Marquette. Um, Stanford is something vibes, but I think Penn State and Marquette are the two schools you have to look at right now and watch out for. Virginia Tech is right there. Virginia Tech is so close. That's a that's a sleeper school right there. That's a school that's close to home, right there for them. That's the school you got to watch out for. So Virginia Tech, Marquette, Penn State, Villanova, out of those teams, I mean, so many ways that can go. But this is the prospect that Villanova has a great chance of grabbing right now. This is the prospect. I think out of all of them, that's the prospect. Uh, Curtis Givens, Memphis. Memphis is, and then I think Malcolm Thomas is another one. So if you're looking at two prospects where you feel like, you want to bank show them. Malcolm Thomas and Sir Muhammad are the two that you're looking at. I just think Memphis is is a hard one. Jaden Glover, I just think St. John's has him. I don't see him as a Nova commit. I see that as St. John's, but you can't count Nova out. They're right there. They're that school right there with them. But St. John's is a strong, that's the one right there. Um, Muhammad and um, Malcolm Thomas. Malcolm Thomas is gaining so much uh, traction with um, Villanova, and it's looking big. It's, it's looking like something very, very big for um, Nova right now to get those two guys. But um, also knowing today, um, you know, Abraham, we all know Isaiah Abraham committed with UConn, but um, VJ Edgecombe didn't have Villanova in the top 10, but Edgecombe was also looking at the G League. So that's a guy that could possibly be in the G League Ignite. You can see him playing for G League Ignite. Um, we're looking at it now, and I think that might be the pick, could be the pick. He could end up in the G League Ignite. It's a big opportunity for him. Get a paycheck, play, um, show his skills, and still be like, he's a very talented player, very talented player, uh, Top first-round pick for sure, type of talent. Um, anywhere from 20 to 25 right now, Edgecombe is that type of guy. Um, and he can climb up, not saying he couldn't, but right now that's where you would see him as a prospect if he's heading out um, to the G League. Um, and th- those are the ones that's big. You see some guys that we'll see what happens with prospects, um, Matthew Hodge and Merlin looks strong. I don't see the traction really at this point where Villanova's in there, but Merlin looks real strong um, right now. Um, watch out in Penn State, they're, they're around, doing a good job over there with new coach, but it looks like Merlin. Merlin looks like 
that is the school right now. Um, that would be a big pickup for them. But Penn State, watch out for them. So if you're looking at a probably a projection of who you think or, or look at being um, Boogie Flame, I'm still saying Indiana. Um, but who would be the guys to uh, Marcus Allen also? Um, it's a little far away. I mean, Kentucky's involved, so that's big. That um, watch that one with him with Kentucky being on the point of it. If he can know he can get that starting job coming in, it's going to matter a lot. Um, Michigan is a team that will always watch out for Jawan Howard. And Indiana is the one I'm looking at now. They're good at getting those high, big, high-level guards. So watch out there. I don't see Villanova on, on, on that horizon for that one. Uh, Marcus Allen, I say uh, Miami and Florida State. Not to say Villanova couldn't come right in and make a factor here. It just would depend. If you're looking at Villanova, is Mark Armstrong leaving at this season? Will he have had enough production that he wanted? Because next year, he's for sure the starting point guard if he's not over more. And we'll talk about that, too, as far as the lineup. Um, you know, with a point guard want to come and start right away. It's Armstrong's job next year. That, that's it. Nobody's taking that from him next year. It's, it's a certain deal. But will he do enough to where he can leave? I mean, he'll have starters time to be able to be that guy that can show he's a first-round draft pick. Um, that's a lot to do there. Right now, like I said, Malcolm Thomas and Sir Muhammad, Gibbons third could still be a guy that could end up being a noble wildcat. Watch out for Memphis. Just getting quarterly. They'll focus on guards. Um, those are three guys that I don't see nothing on Gary Sanders. Play. Josiah Mosley is another one. Dayton Force was a guy who committed to Oklahoma, who they were looking at as another guard to come in. It just shows that Villanova's they're making moves for guys that are three stars and they see talent. Look at Jordan Dumont. It's all about talent there. I mean, this is a different – they're recognizing the, the position they're in, so they got to really be good at goodness talent. And if Dumont doesn't have you excited for the type of talent Villanova can recruit, um, what are you watching? Josiah Mosley is a um, small forward, power forward player. You know, he's 6'8". Excuse me, 6'6", 205. Um, a guy that can come in there and play the small forward and explosive and a good defensive two-way player. They're looking for players automatically who could be available if things don't go right. But coming out of here, the for sure thing is no question. And we and we also got to go with before we get there. Rachel Words, what a, a commit by Denise Dillon. I mean, that was good to get a big, just like you got Brent McCurry next like, the year before, and then when you got recruited Christina Dawes, you stayed for 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 to make sure the center position and the front court is strong. Danae Carter, uh, Jasmine Bosco, watch her, watch her. She's a good Canadian star, and also uh, Danny Cicerelli. Such a good team that they have. Good recruiting class. This is another impressive recruiting class, and they're still going for someone else in this class. So, uh, in the 2024 class, so I'll be up to date with you 
and more. And also, again, let's talk about before I end this. Star lineup. Um, we're talking about some people are saying Eric Dixon, Justin Moore, TJ Bomba, Hakeem Hart, Burton. <clears throat> okay, if this is true, then Ware has to play more center minutes than Dixon, and Dixon has to play more powerful minutes. You know, he's going to be, he's going to, it would be good to have him in between center and power forward and let Ware be, and let Ware play center more minutes than Dixon does because that's the only way you're going to win a championship or be in the final four. Also, if Moore and Bomber start, these are two guys that are more scores. Moore can handle the ball. Bomber handles the ball a little bit also. Nobody's a better ball handler than Armstrong. You have a, automatic point guard. You don't have to go looking for one. You have a true point guard and a true big man. At 6'9", 235 with his athletic ability, where defensive presence, better defensive presence, won't be a liability, won't be oversized, even though Dixon is 255. But at 6'7", 255, that's not the team. You have to have Armstrong playing <clears throat> more point guard minutes than more. And we're playing more center minutes than Dixon to win this championship, to go to the Final Four. If they don't, they won't go to the Final Four. You have what can now be not considered a matchup problem. Because <clears throat> you put Dixon at 267, 255, with his skill set and his power at Power Forward, that's a mismatch for other people. Because <clears throat> then you have to guard a guy on the outside also that can shoot the three-pointer sharply. Gonna be a good team. So I'm out, y'all. Listen, this is um Lita Johnson's Follow the Sports, and I'm out. I'm about to flow, I'm about to flow. Cause the crowd says so 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 the cr